shit you wanna fucking lose this. We are live. What do you know? What do you say? Coming at y'all with a bunch of, not a bunch of fight stuff, but some good fight stuff and then a bunch of other random shit. We're buzzing, we're buzzing on a Sunday. The good ideas only. Today. Good Can't ideas only. <laughs> Big time power play, just snapping it on a five on three. Anyway. For hockey to come back. <laughs> oh, I can't. Fucking wait for hockey. I'm so excited. Dude, I'm, I'm still holding. Uh, go ahead. I'm still holding my breath that uh, I like. I'm not gonna be. I put it in my head that I don't believe it's happening until I physically see hockey happening. Just in case something crazy happens and it doesn't go down, I won't be disappointed. But um, it's looking like looking like all systems are go. So I'm I'm pretty pumped. It seems like hockey's handled it the best out of all the major sports. But you know what? Um, really fucking got me going last night was while I was watch I was watching the fights on my iPad and then on the TV I had the Yanks Mets uh exhibition game going and I had bet the over in it and fuck man it just it got my dick hard to just watch a baseball game and and just it just seemed like things are getting back to normal I know things aren't getting back to normal but it made it kind of seem like it but hey we're, we're getting some sports back and um you know what Fuck man, it, it's it's big. It's it's really nice having sports back. Just yeah, being is. able being able to uh, you know watch sports and have that to look forward to is huge, especially given that uh, I don't know the last the last fucking four months or whatever for everyone's. Dude, I gotta say, fucking Dana White and the UFC have kept me sane. I would have blown my brains out without fucking Dude. having UFC. As much as shit as people want to talk on Dana, me being one of them from time to time because I think he misses the boat every now and again on fights and kind of makes some weird matchups, and I I, I, I got to hand it to him. Hats off to that guy because I gotta the say, US... I think he is the best like major like president or commissioner of commissioner in uh like he's just the only one who has any balls. Like he's got balls, man. He's yeah. got fucking balls. Everyone else can – I mean, the rest of them fucking suck, to be honest. I mean, I don't I like Adam Silver. I don't like Rob Manfred. He's a piece of shit. Um, I can't Roger stand Goodell, Gary Bettman. Everyone knows fucking sucks. Yeah, fuck that guy. I can't stand Gary Bettman. He, he's changing hockey, and uh, I just I, – I don't know. He's taken, the, he's taken the physical aspect out of it. He doesn't it's not as fun to, to watch for me. It's hockey. you got to let people fight. If people are going to chuck knucks, they're going to chuck knucks. Look, I can I can get on my soapbox about that one for hours, and it, it really it allows the game to police itself. And most people that I know that have played the game are very pro fighting. Well, they, it's they part know, of the game. They know it's, its role. It's yeah. It's literally it's like saying no, uh, you can't steal bases in baseball anymore. Right, exactly. Go if you if you don't understand fighting and hockey, go watch the Netflix documentary. And this isn't my movie my movie pick of the my movie recommendation of the Bob week. I got one for you. Well, Bob Prober one's good, too, but just go watch Ice Guardians. I believe it's on Netflix. It might be okay. Amazon, but it is an incredible documentary about, um, you know, fighting in professional hockey and its role and the guys who, um, you know, are in that role and how they feel about it and just kind of um, why it should stay in the game and why they need to stop adding all these instigator penalties yeah. and doing all these things for it to be out of it. It's so dumb. 
Yeah, I, I, go, dude, I thought I thought you were talking about the Bob Probert documentary on that one's that, that one's fantastic. that's fantastic, dude. That's so good. I mean, I didn't realize how much of a cokehead that guy was, but that guy was a. I mean, he was an absolute animal on the ice, and <laughs> it sounds like he was off the ice too. And off the ice, the guy loved the blow skis, the booger sugar. So, <laughs> um, let's get into the fight stuff. So. Yeah, let's talk. Uh, let's talk a little Joe B. Um, it was it was tough to watch him. Just because he's such a great fighter and has been doing it for so long, it would have been so cool for him to, you know, live up to the Joey Two Times nickname and and really win in a rematch and, um, you know, take the belt late in his career and kind of put a stamp on his career because it looks like he's either in the twilight or going to retire. And I think he that, should retire. I mean, to be yeah. honest, he he got absolutely dominated. It was tough to watch, man. He got cracked, and then that was sort of it. The fact that he survived for that long just shows you how much fucking heart that guy is has. And uh, He fought some of those uh, submissions pretty hard. Like, I would have probably tapped. So many people yeah. would have tapped, and So many people would have tapped. And, and, I mean, credit to him for being such a beast that he, he never did tap, man. He went to sleep. And that was – when I looked at that, there's a picture on UFC's Instagram of – the overhead shot of when that choke was sank in and oh, the way yeah. his body, the, the way his body was twisted. Yeah. yeah. And the way that uh, Figueredo had his body twisted and he was, you know, pulling the choke the other way. And, and not only was it, you know, tight on the neck, it was, um, it was cranking his, his body, his body and his spine in two different yeah, well, directions. He it, had, he had those hooks. He had the hooks in so deep with his legs. Yeah, the hooks were in. Um, I mean, it was just, it was great, great, great jujitsu by Figueredo, and I don't want to take anything away from him because God, Figueredo's damn, an animal. Good. Yeah, God damn, did he look good? And and I don't want to take anything away from him just because I like Joe B so much, but holy shit, man, that was I a agree. fucking performance by that guy. Figueredo's gonna be a problem in the flyweight division for sure, but yeah, I gotta say, Joe B has always been like a class. He just seems like a really good dude. And silver lining, he gets to go home and motorboat Megan O'Leavy's tees. So that's, uh, <laughs> that's a big, big plus. Also, I saw Demetrius Johnson on Twitter, who is the flyweight goat, say yep. uh, Joe B's still a legend. So that was cool to see that. Yeah, I think a lot of guys are going to say Joe B's a legend, man. He just, he just really is. He's been around for so long and has beaten so many good guys. He beat Cejudo, who, you know, obviously just retired and was at the top of the heap. Um, and some people were saying, I look, I don't think Cejudo that re- is sorry remotely to close to you, Sorry to interrupt you, but that reminded me. I just saw a video on, I think it was on Twitter about like two hours ago. I think I sent it to you, actually. But Henry Cejudo and Mike Perry at a pool party. And Jesus. Cejudo says... Mike Perry is innocent. <laughs> and Mike Perry's still drinking, dude. He's he's chugging. Tr- it looked like he had a Truly Lemonade. Shout out to Truly Lemonade. It's my favorite drink. But, he definitely uh, listens. He definitely listens to the pod and took that from you. I think so, dude. I he's he heard what I said. He probably threw a little shot of Tito's in there and then <laughs> fucking. But that was funny as hell. But yeah, agreed. It, it's cool to see uh, like Demetrius Johnson. And other guys like show respect to Joe B because he does seem like a really classy good dude. I and mean, he does deserve the respect. Yeah, and no way he scores uh, a lady like Megan O'Leary without being a good dude. So. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I fucking love Megan O'Leary. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, how about that Hermison heel hook? That was pretty fucking nasty. Yeah, man. I don't think I saw that coming, and uh, it, I don't it was think weird. Anybody just, saw that coming, you know? especially Kelvin Gastelum. Man, he did not see that coming clearly because he was sitting. He just it looked like he was okay with just sort of sitting in there with uh with Hermanson having his legs tied up like that, and it's not like he was really urgently trying to get out of it. And I I don't know, man. I I don't. Anytime I get stuck in those, I, I tap pretty quick because I don't know a lot about him. And he looked like someone that didn't know what to do to defend a heel hook. Oh, yeah. You, he you looked, can fuck your knee up pretty fucking bad with those. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's the that, thing is when I'm training, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm going to tap pretty quick just because I want to – I don't want to, you know, fight something for the sake of fighting it to prove a point and then get injured and be off the mats for a while. So I – I tap pretty quick to those just because I don't understand them very well. And it, that's what he looked like to me. He looked like he didn't know where to go, didn't know what to do, and just sort of allowed himself to get heel hooked because he, he didn't really – he was wasn't weird. ready for it. Yeah, it was weird. Gaskellum is known as more of like a stand-up fighter, and he's got great huh. boxing. Like he's got very nice hands and like just the good awareness on the feet. But Oh, absolutely. I, I'm pretty sure he's a purple or brown belt in uh, Eddie Bravo, 10th Planet. So – I don't. I was kind of confused why he. I don't know. Yeah, you're right. He didn't really look like he, he was defending that at all. So it was kind of weird to see. But it didn't look like he knew how to defend it. At, at, no. To an extent, he was just kind of like, "Oh, this is interesting." Like, I mean, it seems like there's not a thing. whole lot of ways to defend. Like, once you get your foot stuck in that hole, yeah, like, there. It's really hard to. De- it seems like you just kind of have to twist and turn and kind of. Yeah, you're supposed your to leg. roll. You're supposed to. Um, I I only I can't really explain it verbally. You're supposed to roll with it to try it and and roll as many times as you can to create space to be able to pull out. Um, or you can depending on what kind of leg lock it is, you can kind of boot through it to give yourself some some space going towards your opponent. Um, and then you're supposed to sit on one of the one of the legs that that is like you know, trapping your leg, you're supposed to put your hips on it to press it down and then you can get out that way. Um, I'm doing a terrible job of explaining it because I don't, okay. I only really know it it's, visually. It's really, yeah, I only really know it visually. Watch. It's just like such yeah. a complex, like it's really like, I don't know. It's just a complicated, really and complicated intricate, like and, uh, part of jujitsu. So it's, yeah, there's about I don't blame Gaston for tapping yeah. there. I, Hermeson though, shout out to him that I bet on him. Won a little cache. So he looked oh. good. I got to yeah, it. Yeah, I I think uh, we both threw that out on Twitter that we both liked Hermanson in that, and uh, it cashed, so if you wrote us, you're fucking welcome. You're welcome. I got to say, also, I'm sorry to anyone that tailed my uh, Luana Carolina bet. I thought that was a really good bet because I thought they were going to stand on the feet for the whole fight because they're both Muay Thai specialists, but uh, ended up going The one that got knee barred? Yeah, she got knee barred. That was rough. Looked like that was nasty. I gotta say, sorry to uh, all the listeners out there. I'll come back with some better bets uh, coming later this week. So, and that's that's one of my yeah, that's one of my notes on uh, on my notepad here. Is everyone who says leg locks don't work in MMA? Well, fucking, you're wrong because there was two leg lock there's two leg lock finishes this week. um, So fuck yourself. I'd say, and I don't know if you remember, uh, Zabit fought. I forget his name. He's Brian something. Uh, I forget his name. Is last year, but he knee barred him nastily. So knee bars definitely work in MMA. But uh, going off that, um, 
I think this was from Wednesday, actually. Uh, Chimeev, I think that's how you pronounce it. He he looks like mm-hmm. Khabib, and he fights like Khabib. And the guy absolutely dominated, and I just wanted to touch on the fact that he's going to have the fastest turnaround in UFC history. So he's coming back to fight next Saturday after just fighting on Wednesday. I mean, if you watch that fight, he absolutely dominated. And I remember it, like yeah. He all fucking three rounds, he looked just like Khabib, like fucking mauled the guy. Like, just took him to the ground. And, like, what I like about guys like that from Dagestan is they don't – they're not Kamaru Usman or Curtis Blades where they're just going to lay on top of you. Those guys pull you to the ground, and they get you in compromising and situations. And then they, they smash. They call hey, it smash. I smash. I smash. That's what he, <laughs> I think smash he said. That this is what his, happened. I smash. I think he said that in his post-fight interview, too. I was watching it. He was like, I, this is what I like to do. You know, I take them to the ground, and I smash. Yeah. I smash. <laughs> I fucking I, love that shit. I love uh, anytime someone asks Khabib, like, in an interview, you know, how, do you, how are you going to win this one? He just, I must smash him. I take him down and must, is what I must do. I must do I'm this. Go, I must smash him. I'm going to smash him. This is what I must do. <laughs> I fucking love it, man. Khabib. So it's going to be cool he's, to see him turn he's kind around of a real quick. Yeah. He, this guy seemed, he is pretty cool. I, I like the way he fought, and he looks like he's going to be a problem in that division. Yeah, those, so. those Dagestani guys are no fucking joke, yeah. man. They they play, uh, have you seen them play in their, like, full metal oh, basketball? The basketball they're just, yeah, yeah. They're, like, there's no dribbling, but they're just oh, fucking wrestling each other. That shit is nuts. I, Dagestan's really, like, an interesting place to me. I don't know. It, it just seems like a crazy world over there. But um, looking forward to next Saturday. What do you, Who do you got in Till versus Whitaker? You know what? I think I, I got Whitaker, man. I, I don't see him. I don't see him losing again anytime soon, except for maybe if he gets. Uh, I, I see him maybe losing to Paul Acosta or to Israel again, but I don't see him losing to Till. I think he's too much of a beast, um, and he, he's he's a damn good. I think he 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 fucks Till up. I think he can take it to the ground. I think he can beat Till on the feet. Um, he might have some problems early, but I think the later the fight goes, he just continues to dominate. Yeah, dude. I I don't know. I I I sort of agree with you there, but I'm also a big tail fan, so I don't know. I really. No, I mean, I like both guys. I'm it, kind it's of hard. It, yeah. yeah, I hate fights like that where um you know I really like both guys because then it's hard for me to root for someone. Um, and this is one of those fights. I think Till's fucking hilarious i think he's a great personality he's one of the best personalities in mma right yeah it's awesome i think mma needs that kind of stuff where he's going to kind of troll you but also not be super disrespectful oh he's fucking hilarious man he is fucking it's the shit with dana till where he he superimposes in place yeah dude shit's hilarious he's hilarious i i agree i think it's going to be a really tight fight because they're i i assume that they're going to just fight on the feet for the whole fight. I mean, they're both stand-up guys. So, I don't know. Whitaker's an animal, and I think people tend to overlook him, and Till's got a lot of hype behind him. So, if Whitaker does end up being a dog in this fight, I might bet on Whitaker just because of the value of it. But I'm I'm torn. I probably won't even bet this one just because I really like both guys, and I'm torn on who's going to win. Yeah, I, I feel this sort of the same way with, with the Gustafson at heavyweight. I really would love to see him make a resurgence at, at heavyweight. I don't necessarily see it happening against Fabricio Verdun because Verdun is so fucking good. Yeah. Uh, so good at ev- in every on the ground and on the feet. 
Um, and, you know, I could see Gustafson trying to wrestle and bring it to the ground, but I just, I don't think that is in his best interest because Verdum's jiu-jitsu is just so good. I mean, you saw him against Alexi Olenek, who's a submission specialist, man. That guy is nasty on the ground. Oh, yeah. Verdum, what they call Verdum him, like had the him, Thobard, the, like the boa constrictor. The boa constrictor. Yeah, he has a bunch of wins by Ezekiel, Ezekiel Choke, which choke, is, yeah. which is so impressive for how hard Ezekiel Chokes are to do, and he's done it multiple times. Um, he's fucking unbelievable. Well, you don't really on the... see anyone else uh, choke people out like that besides him. Well, Ezekiel chokes traditionally are a, it's a gi choke. You put your you you grab the gi, you use the gi to do the choke. It, it's yeah. traditionally done, but no gi Ezekiel chokes even harder. I mean, you could do it. A lot of things you can do uh, when you're in the gi, you could do out of the gi, and that's one of them. But it's harder out of the gi, and he does it in MMA, which is even fucking harder. So right. the fact that he has multiple Ezekiel chokes on his record in the ufc is incredibly impressive and i believe it was in the third round verdum had him in some compromising positions on the ground um but he i mean his defense is so good as well that he was able to get out of them um but i i, I don't know i think if gus takes it to the ground it's going to be rough for him and verdum's also really fucking good on the feet man he, he is but i don't think he's at the level of gustafson on the feet I I think if the fight stays on the feet, Gustafson has a good chance at uh, getting the KO or at least winning. Yeah, he, maybe. I think it'll be interesting to see how well he does with the bigger guy, too, because he's yeah. been to a fight. No, career. that's a good point, too. I think the size difference is definitely a big thing there. So we'll see. That'll be a good fight. I haven't really decided on any bets for this coming week, but uh, we'll probably do another pod later in the week where I'll, I'll give that a shot. some picks, yeah. Uh, I think Alex Oliveira is going to be a fun one as well. Um, is he traditionally a welterweight? I saw he's fighting a welterweight this week. I don't think he is traditionally a welterweight. I um, thought he was normally at at, light, at 155 at lightweight. I thought, I so thought I he was a lightweight as well. But yeah, I think be, it'll be interesting to see him there. That'll be a good fight. Yeah, I am always curious to see how guys react when they change weight classes. I mean, we saw it uh, last week with uh, my guy Jared Gordon, who I put a big bet on and one cashed out. Thanks. How are you? Um, he was a 155er for a long time, and he just switched to 145, and he looked great last week. So I'm always curious to see how these guys react to either putting on some weight or cutting a good amount of weight. So we'll see. We'll see what it's happens. Interesting. I think it all it'll all depend on lines for me. But, well, yeah, we'll see. Um, yeah. And some of my one more fight stuff? Uh, the one thing I was going to touch on, uh, we talked about him a little earlier, was Khabib. And, you know, he unfortunately just lost his father due to issues with uh, complications with COVID-19. And uh, there was something saying that Dana was like, yeah, I'm going to give him all the time he needs, which obviously is, you know, the right move. And hats off to Dana for not at all pressuring him into fighting. It just, it, it's a shitty situation. And it sucks that we're not going to get to see Khabib fight for a while. Um, yeah. and, and no one really knows what's going to happen to his career because his, his father was so important. He was a with, huge with his part of his and, career so. and life. Like those guys in Dagestan. I mean, I don't. You've probably seen the videos of him. Yeah, I've seen it. Like after his fights and stuff, where he's like saying how much his dad and his parents mean to him and how like, yeah, like he. It's a huge thing to you know respect and care for your parents in that culture. Like I mean, I know everyone feels that way, but. And Dagestan, it's like it's just parents, even amplified. Your parents right? it's are your life. More. You know? yeah. yeah, it's amplified that much more there, and, and in that situation, and you know, obviously Dana's doing the right thing, but it, it's I don't it, see it, it sucks. For yeah. a while. 
Yeah. yeah, maybe we'll see him at the end of the year, but I'm I'm thinking it's going to be in 2021, and maybe, I don't know, it'll open up something else for Gaethje, and uh, he'll just be the interim title. Maybe he'll defend the interim belt once, um, but, you know, I don't know. I, it, it's definitely thrown a wrench into the lightweight division, but yeah. um, luckily that, that division's full of killers, so there's still fights to be made there. And oh, yeah. We Meanwhile, just, we, Conor McGregor's yeah. smoking weed on the beach. Yeah, exactly. Let's fuck off. Wait a yeah, way to take Nate business thing though. Like, yeah, to... dude, I I saw Nate and Nick Diaz were both fucking making fun of him, like <laughs> saying how he doesn't know how to roll a joint and shit. Yeah. It did look like a shitty joint. But... Like a shitty joint. Yeah, that was <laughs> so funny watching him trying to try to be cool. He's trying cool. to light it. Yeah, he couldn't even light it. But and Fuck. someone commented on Twitter, it looked like there was coke on his finger. So I hope he's not dipping back into that. Yeah, we hope so, but also fucking. I don't know. It's like Donald Trump. Just take that guy's fucking Twitter away. I'm sick of seeing it. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Someone go in uh-huh. and change you got any more fight stuff? I was going to say, someone go in, change the password, and don't tell them. But no, that's it. That's all I got for fight and UFC stuff. All right. Uh, let's get into some bullshit, I guess. Some random bullshit. I, I have a – just in my notes, it just says milk bag, and that's me. Uh, oh, just, yeah. I've just been the quarantine eating is fine. I was doing a really good job early on, but it's starting to get to me, and I just it's it's about time for me to fucking chill out because I don't want to turn into a bag of fucking milk. Dude, I feel the same way. I'm turning into a milk bag as well. I mean, not not quite turning into a milk bag because I do still exercise at least. Yeah, yeah. I exercise probably. Hi, Maisie. Sorry, it's the cat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I luckily I still do my cardio and, and lift every day and stuff, so I'm not turning into a complete milk bag. But um, I'm eating like shit to be honest. I eat pizza all the time, <laughs> veal parm, chicken parm, fucking anything. It truly lemonades, too many fucking truly lemonades. There's no way that shit's good for you. And I just I'm, I just crushed a burrito like two hours ago, so that's where yeah. I'm at today. Yeah, dude, I have a bacon, egg, and cheese every fucking morning with my coffee, so <laughs> it's just too many bagels, too much pizza. It's I'm I'm turning into a milk bag. <laughs> if I it's didn't work sl- out, if I didn't work out, I would legit be a fucking fat piece of shit. Oh, dude, it's so bad. I luckily I do all the intermittent fasting, so half the time I'm only eating like once or twice a day. And yeah. if it wasn't for that, it would be it would be brutal for me. I, I would be fucking. I would be like, I would have gained 20 pounds in the last month, so. Yeah, dude, it's it's been rough. I'm, I'm, it's time time to maybe clean up the diet a little bit for me and maybe uh, slow down on the Truly Lemonades. <laughs> dude, but I was going to tell you, I had a fucking, not, not that crazy, but me and my cousin and some of his friends uh, went up. We have a lake. My grandparents have a lake house up in Pennsylvania, which mm-hmm. is about two hours from where we live um so we go up there all the time and fish and whatever just hang out go swimming and shit mm-hmm. but we went up there with his friends and hey buddy oh hey i'm sorry am i interrupting something you want to get on the show oh, hey i got guest my appearance. chris here guest appearance hey chris hey what's up guys <laughs> <laughs> oh guest appearance um is I'll this the him. one is, uh, ask him the Halsey question. Halsey, yeah. Tell him how uh, Halsey, your 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 partner's. Uh... Yeah, so my partner uh, in the police department dates Halsey's mom. Actually, uh, they live together. And, she's uh, an alcoholic. They live together. Well, well, well she's uh, <laughs> she she you know she she drinks. I don't think you know. 
We don't like to use labels. Yeah, no labels, but she's a good time. Yeah, she's fun. She's a good time. All right, that's enough, Chris, for now. There it is. It (laughs) it is confirmed from the source himself. What were we just talking about? Oh yeah. Um, the lake house. I was telling. I was telling. Uh, yeah, we're live. All right. Sorry. One second. Maisie, get out of here. Sorry. Um, what was I saying? We're at the lake house. Oh yeah. Just telling him how we were playing CeeLo a couple weeks ago. Oh, that's the fun thing. Yeah. We, so we were playing CeeLo, and Chris here was blacked out, and uh, they were doing a hundred dollar. So have you ever played CeeLo before? No, you t- you were telling me about CeeLo, though. You got three dice, and so you throw them, and then if you get two two of the same, like you get the same number on two of the dice, then the other one, whatever number you get on the other dice, is your score. And you want to obviously get the higher number. So we, it's just like a totally like luck-based game. Um, but we were playing up at the lake house, and... My cousin Chris was blacked out, and he was playing with uh, his friend Justin, um, and he was he was actually up six hundred bucks at one point, and because they were playing a hundred dollar rolls, like every single roll was worth a hundred dollars, which is crazy to me. When me and Chris play, we usually do five or ten dollar rolls, um, but his friend Justin ended up losing eight hundred bucks playing. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, dude, holy shit. Like, I could have fucking... I could have put that all on the Yanks on the over. Like, fuck, we could have actually no, won some money here. Instead of like, rolling a fucking dice. There's nothing like losing the rent check at the uh, at the lake house on dice. The, yeah, and he kept saying, he's like, I don't want to play if it's not going to make a dent. Because we were like, dude, just, <laughs> just play for like 5 or $10 rolls. He's like, a little no, action. I'll only play a hundred dollar rolls. He kept saying, and I was like, dude, holy shit. They were, I was a little more sober at that point, but, um, yeah, it was, it was crazy. How do you fucking lose 800 bucks playing dice? Yeah. What happened? I went to the lake house, played some dice. How much did you lose? You know, 30 bucks, 800, 800 fucking bucks. I was like, dude, holy shit. What the fuck is wrong with you? But yeah, that was my little story from the lake house. Sorry, we got a little derailed there. My fucking ass cousin come came down to the basement, and uh, he was just bothering me. Oh, uh, that's good shit though. That's a great fucking story. Uh, I might have, maybe I'll have to get into some CeeLo sometime soon. Um, it's, a, it's a pretty fun game. I got to be honest. Do you want to get into your uh, your little weekend date here? Oh yeah. So last night I had a little date. I met this uh, chick actually at the hospital I work at. She's a nurse. And so, long story short, the kid finally got a kill. It's been a few months. <laughs> it's been quite a few months. I think it's been three or four months since the kid's gotten a kill. So we went by out ki- to. I say ahead. by a kill. By a kill, he means uh, they shook hands at the end of the night. We shook hands. I gave her a nice little kiss on the cheek, and that was the kill. Um, but now we we went out to a little like a outdoor dining Irish pub and. Uh, got some drinks flowing i had a little i had a couple uh, little girly drinks like water there was literally a piece of watermelon in it um but it was pretty good it had tito's in it and she had a couple and we got the drinks flowing we were feeling good and uh went back to her house and uh long story short i got the kill so it's all that matters it's pretty good 
that's all that matters. There's no no crazy house of never turn or anything like that. But uh, we need we need we need wins in 2020. So we'll take that. We um, doesn't exactly doesn't exactly conform with the the dudes rock platform, but. You know, hey, dude's we're, we're rock, gonna... but also you gotta get a little pussy. <laughs> <laughs> dude's rock, but, dude's rock, but take the kill when you can get it. Exactly, kid. We 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 gotta support our kings out there. <laughs> <laughs> King kings support kings in 2020. All right, everybody. Support kings, but also dudes rock 2020. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna get into. Uh, I watched. I was watching this documentary last night, and it was like a, it was supposed to be some conspiracy documentary, and it was so fucking bad. It was like, have you ever seen the? You've seen Men in Black too, right? <laughs> yeah, I fucking you know Men in Black. <laughs> you know, you know the <laughs> the Light of Zartha movie that they watch, where they talk yes. about how the Light of Zartha was never taken off Earth. It was, was literally actually, like that was actually dude, on TV earlier. <laughs> was it really? <laughs> well, dude, it was literally. The documentary, like the background music and the the tone of voice and everything, was like the Light of Zartha movie that was in Men in Black too. And they were they were basically like reading off that card of like you know the Lincoln and Kennedy assassination connections. It was yeah. like they were reading they were like reading that card with all those connections to like the tone of the Light of Zartha with like the <laughs> Light of Zartha music in the background. It was so fucking bad. I started, I was literally laughing out loud how bad it was. What was, like, so was the conspiracy was about the connection between JFK and Dude, I don't and even know, I don't even know what the conspiracy was. I just fucking turned it off because it was so bad. They started it off. With, like, you know? I can't watch this anymore. <laughs> yeah, it was, I it feel that. that. It was I like, feel that. Lincoln was killed in a theater named Ford and Kennedy was killed in the car made by Ford. I was like, oh my God. Like, yeah, I've seen the fucking, I've seen the meme. Yeah, I was like, I've seen the fucking meme. You don't need to do it like the light of Zartha. Um, but yeah, that's that's what I watched, and it was just fucking so brutal. And I was so pumped about it. I was like, fuck yeah, conspiracy time. Put on my tinfoil hat. And it was oh, just yeah. a huge, it was a huge tinfoil hat boner kill, but that was, uh, it was pretty fun. I can get into a good conspiracy. I'm a big uh, conspiracy movie kind of guy. They're um, fun. So my movie of the week for all those quarantine folks out there, uh, Boogie Nights on tv the other night and i watched the whole thing i hadn't seen it in probably three or four years but man probably mark Wahlberg's best performance in my opinion actually i love the fighter great fucking movie another movie everyone should watch the fighter um but boogie nights if if you're not uh if you don't like seeing like kind of porn stuff sexual stuff then maybe don't watch it but don't watch it with your grandma yeah don't watch it with your grandma but it's okay hold on dude i saw stepbrothers in theaters with my grandma and i don't know if you've ever had an uncomfortable as uncomfortable of a situation as i have where you're watching will ferrell put his nutsack on a drum set (laughs) next to your grandmother it's fucking it's so miserable and then like the bathroom the bathroom sex scene with john c Riley. And fucking oh, uh, Brennan's wife, where where she like hop, like hops on his dick next to the urinal and starts screaming for ten seconds. Oh, dude, Imagine sitting there watching that next to your grandma. That's like a reverse boner. It's fucking terrible. Yeah, dude. Imagine your grandma's just loving it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you have to walk a... out of the theater here. Like I'll walk home. I'll catch that's an Uber home. I'll, few... I'll, I'll smell you in, at Christmas. I've been in a few of those situations, but I haven't watched someone put their nutsack on a drum set with my grandma before. 
It's pretty fucking brutal, kid. I don't recommend it. That is brutal. Um, do you have a number one bullshit of the week? No, but I got a great uh, I got a great movie recommendation for everybody, and I'm gonna go a little deep into this because it's it's just a fucking it's one of those movies that's it's so bad that it's good. You know what I mean? Like it's it's made so poorly, but it's such a like classic '80s. It's just like such a depiction of like what the 80s thought was like cool you know what i mean yeah. and that is that is the running man with arnold schwarzenegger and essentially what it, it's set in 2017 so keep this in mind and the government basically controls everything they control all media and there's two there was basically two classes of people sounds there's, pretty much like what's going on <laughs> yeah dude, it's crazy <laughs> There's two classes of people. There are the people that conform to the government's takeover and then the people that have it conformed to the government's takeover that are basically like the slave working class. And then there's the upper class that have kind of hopped on board, right? And mm-hmm. so the government controls all media and they wrongly frame Arnold Schwarzenegger for like this mass murder of thousands of innocent people. And he – and essentially like the biggest thing in the world – or in the country is called is a television show called the running man. And they take prisoners and they make them do this game show to the death. And you have to like, you're basically running through all of these like underground sets that are tailored to like, they call them, I forget what they call them in the movie, but they're like hired hitmen assassins and they all have their own little like flair. So the first like assassin is this guy and he's basically dressed up in like ice, like, 80s goalie gear and his main weapon of choice is this like metal steel goalie stick that's sharpened on all edges and can like you know cut through any anything in the world and it's just the most absurd fucking movie of all time and arnold schwarzenegger like and hunger his, games kind of yeah it's some hunger games type shit but it's <laughs> it's it's like the the way i was watching a and i was i thought that like because another one of the bad guys is like he has he's lit he has this light up suit like he's from Tron and he also shoots like electricity out of his hands like uh fucking the emperor does in in the return of the Jedi Star Wars and so I was just imagining me of the emperor's new groove great dude, I, dude, I, was just, <laughs> I was just imagining like four fucking hollywood execs went to go write a movie and they just they they went on like a boys trip out to a cabin in the woods and just brought um, like more coke than anybody can handle. And they were just like, all right, we're going to write the best movie ever. And, and every time that uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger kills someone, he has like a little catchphrase. He does. I'll be back. So it was like they all just watched their favorite. It was like they all watched their favorite movies while staying up four days doing coke. And they're like, yeah, we're going to write the greatest movie ever. And there's going to be a guy with lightning. and He's going to dress like Tron and Arnold Schwarzenegger's going to say, I'll be back. And there's going to be a fucking hockey goalie that kills people with a hockey stick. <laughs> that's, that's, what I'm, that's how I imagine they made this. This sounds like my type of movie. Dude, it's wild. I, that's how I imagine they made this movie. And, of course, the last scene, that's what, that's what happens with Arnie. He gets the girl, duh. Just a classic, like, 80s end-of-movie make-out scene where, you know, he kind of walks up to the girl, and they both sort of look at each other. And then he, he you know, quickly pulls her in tight. And starts making out with her, and then they just sort of walk off into the distance. It was every every bit of classic '80s action, you know, cinema with Arnold Schwarzenegger. This movie has it. It's I'll have to check that out. I've never seen that or heard of it. So the the effects are like from the movie Red Dawn. It's it's like an amalgamation of like seven different movies, all smashed into one 
coke and LSD fueled fucking weekend that four Hollywood writers had. That's that's this movie. That sounds pretty fucking good to me. I'll I'll have to check that out. It's on uh it's on Amazon, so okay. give it a shot. <laughs> give it a I shot. Have, tell me what you think. Might have to watch it tonight then. I'll get back to you. That sounds pretty funny. Um, uh, let's see. You let's got move. anything else on movie recommendation stuff? No, that's my that's mine. <laughs> the movie wreck of the week. Oh yeah, I got I got one more uh, that's on Netflix right now. It's called The Wrong Missy. It's uh, uh, what's his name? David Spade from all the uh, Adam Sandler movies and stuff is in it, and uh, Nick Swartzen also in a lot of Adam Sandler movies. It's pretty fucking funny to be honest, and uh, probably the first time I've ever really laughed out loud at a woman actor, to be honest, <laughs> actress I should say. But she was fucking hilarious. Like it's it's a really funny movie. If you're looking for just like a silly, goofy movie, it's uh, The Wrong Missy on Netflix. Pretty fucking funny. Maybe we'll give it a shot tonight. Um, yeah. You want to move got, on to our next? You got anything else? Yeah, no, I got two number one bullshits for the week. Ooh, we got some number one bullshit. What do you got? This is number one bullshit. Um, my first one is just not being able to go sit at a bar and watch watch a game. That's fucking bullshit. I fucking... I just want to be able to hide out in a bar and not talk to anyone for an hour or two and watch a game and have a couple of drinks. It's... Sit, um, sit in the corner so and... I'm sick of this shit. In the most dimly lit corner possible. Yeah, exactly. I might play, so. play some video poker. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's one. And then the other one is how many fucking fat bitches work at the hospital that I work at? Like... Uh, <laughs> It's it's crazy how many like nurses and like people that work in healthcare are so fat. Like it's have disgusting. you seen uh it's like the the minister of health of like Holland or something and it's just this oh, yeah. massively overweight woman and it's just like minister of health in Holland is like all over the me- the maymays. That's what I'm talking about. It's crazy. Like how do you how are you like a doctor and nurse and you're just absolutely massive crushing Dunkin' Donuts every day? Like um. It's there's there's one in particular that I have to like I'm like doing a construction project in her area so she's always around and she just pisses me off she's so fat and so and she's also like a rude bitch so I I'm not a fan of uh, fat nurses at hospitals. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, sounds like you're just really not a fan of her. No, that her and her especially, but it makes me really not like the other fat nurses. <laughs> projecting that hatred. Yeah, they're probably fine. They're probably nice people, but too fat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna move on. I got a will be smelling you, and that's uh anyone. And because because I, I, again, I I see the Instagram stories. Maybe Instagram stories should be my will be smelling you's, but I'll save that for another time. But I saw an Instagram story of someone over the age of 19 pouring themselves a drink with Malibu rum and uh, we'll be fucking smelling you with Malibu rum over the age of 19. It's like, I, I get why anyone 19 and under drinks it because it's fruity as shit and sugary and like, yeah, it yeah. tastes like soda. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You're drinking fucking syrup, but like if you're over the age of 19, switch to regular fucking rum or find a new fucking drink, grow up because you're literally drinking hangover juice. Like what grow the fuck? Up. Just grow up. Get the fuck out of here with your Malibu rum. Yeah, I have a little funny story from that. So probably two or three summers ago, um, 
my little brother Petey, he's just like three, he's I think four years younger than me. So I was probably uh, like a junior in college or um, yeah, around there. And he, we have our cousin Ian, who's the same exact age as Petey. And um, we were all up at the lake house and me and my brother Liam were just sitting on the couch watching TV and we were sober. We weren't drinking or anything. We were just hanging out watching a movie. And, like, all the adults had gone to bed. And we saw – so Petey and Ian were in the kitchen, which you can kind of see from where we were watching TV. But we were just kind of ignoring them. Like, we knew they were probably drinking a couple beers and, like, doing what high school – I think they were probably – yeah, they were seniors in high school. So we were like, okay, whatever. Don't bother them. Let, let the seniors in high school maybe have, sneak a couple drinks. But little did we know, they were fucking pounding Malibu rum. <laughs> They were throwing back shots like every every two minutes, literally. So they crush this whole bottle of Malibu rum and they start drinking Tito's. And long story short, they got fucking wasted. And like me and my brother Liam didn't really know. And then so they're going to bed. And then my cousin Ian goes up to his parents' room and like opens the door. He's so drunk. He's like, oh, good night. I love you guys, but and like, <laughs> so then my my uncle was like, of course he knew right away and like came out and like came downstairs and like fucking saw how wasted they were and it was just such a bad situation. They were both fucking wasted, like get almost to the point of like throwing up. Like they were that blacked out. And then uh, my cousin Ian had to go like visit colleges the next day. He had to go down to Villanova and visit colleges, so he had like a three-hour car ride the next day to go visit college. It was just such a fucking crazy situation. And it was sucked because, like, me and Liam kind of got blamed for it. But we didn't do anything. We weren't drinking or anything. We, I guess we just should have, like, made sure they weren't chugging Malibu in the kitchen. But <laughs> <laughs> they were, yeah. So that's my little yeah, Malibu store. Oh, that's fucking awesome. Um, but, yeah, I, I cancel Malibu. Malibu's canceled. Yeah, Malibu can be canceled for sure. So uh, I, I got one fan question, and this is a question from us for our fans that we want research done scientifically to get us back the best answer possible. And this is a very, very important issue um, for the entire world that I, I don't know if I can continue you know, to go about my daily business without knowing the answer to this. So we need everybody, all hands on deck for the Lost My Leg fans. I need to know. Can males make money off of their feet picks? Because women, it's obviously a very lucrative business for women. They just take a couple, snap a couple pictures of the feet, send them off. You can make hundreds a month. Can can men do that? So I need uh I need those lost my leg listeners to go out there do the research. It's a I good question. Be, I needed to come back because I need to know if I can sell my feet for money. Dude, I I would I would be fucking snapping my feet out every single day. I don't give a fuck. I'll send you pictures of my asshole. I don't give a <laughs> shit. <laughs> like, if you're gonna give me some money, I don't care. Fucking fuck that. I would yeah. I would love I have, to know what have, the listeners find out. I have disgusting flat bam bam feet, so maybe you could look into that as well. But uh, yeah. I would love <laughs> flat feet go for versus a nice arch. <laughs> is it the arch? I actually have some like? pretty arched feet. I think some some people might be into that. Damn, I'm jealous. I have fucking flat bam bam feet. <laughs> you got flat ones, huh? <laughs> oh, they're brutal, kid. That's why. I, that's why I have so many fucking injuries because I'm walking around on fucking duck duck feet. 
you get a little pause. <laughs> yeah, it's brutal. Oh, <laughs> that's fuck. rough. Uh, what what else? So should I get into Clinton Kill of the Week here? Yeah, let's get into Clinton Kill and we'll wrap it up. We're about forty five in. All right, perfect. Um, so here we go. Let me let me get my notes out here. All right. So for all the listeners out there, I encourage you to do your own research. This is not political. This is not conspiracy. This these are straight facts, and you can look them up for yourself. Um, so this guy's name is Seth Rich. He was shot in the back of the head twice while walking home on July 10th, 2016 in Washington, D.C. Nothing was stolen from his body, and he was the person who leaked the DNC emails to WikiLeaks and uh, Julian Assange. Everyone who knows Julian Assange is, I don't know where he's at now, but there was a movie made about him, and everyone knows about all the, the WikiLeaks shit with all the uh the crazy shit that was going on with the dnc and it's you know just another one where uh hillary and bill had to do what they had to do so that's um that's the clinton kill of the week and again i encourage you to do your own research and look into it so and get back to us if you find anything uh find anything new yeah so fuck hillary and bill they're both evil pieces of shit and Scumbags. uh that's it that's about all i got all right, kid. We'll be smelling you. We'll be smelling all you fucks uh, sometime next week. Make sure you follow our uh, Twitter page. Oh, we're coming hot with some maymays. We got some good maymays in there, so leg underscore pod. Leg underscore pod at Twitter. We'll, uh, we're going to come out with an Instagram and a YouTube here sometime soon. And, uh, and probably an OnlyFans. Yeah, OnlyFans <laughs> for feet pics, <laughs> depending, depending on what you feet fucks picks, find for us. Feet pics, whatever you want. <laughs> we're taking requests. We're, we're really, we're, we'll take anything. Oh, fuck. All right, kid, I'll talk to you. All right, we'll be smelling you.